Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of Family Wealth and Other Musings. I'm your host, Becky Easton. And with my usual disclaimer, anytime I'm talking about anything legal, that unless we have an agreement in place, I'm not your lawyer, and nothing I say should be construed as legal, financial, business, or tax advice, because I simply don't know anything about your unique situation, I'll jump right into today's topic, because we are in the last few days of National Make-A-Will Month. And if you have already prepared your will, congratulations. Too few American adults over the age of 18 have taken this key first step in the estate planning process. And in fact, according to Caring.com's 2022 Wills and Estate Planning Study, only 33% of Americans have created their will. That is such a low, low number, guys. And you know, while having a will is important if you're over the age of 18, for most people, creating a will is really just one small part of an effective estate plan that works to keep your loved ones out of court and out of conflict. Earlier this week, I talked a little bit about the different things having a will in place allows you to do. And now today, I'll detail all of the things that your will does not do. And I'll also discuss the specific estate planning tools and strategies that you'll want to have in place to make up for these potential blind spots that exist in an estate plan that consists of only a will. So what won't a will do? Well, for starters, it's not going to keep your family out of court. Following your death, in order for assets in your will to be transferred to your beneficiaries, the will must pass through the court process known as probate. During probate, the court oversees the will's administration, ensuring your assets are distributed according to your wishes with automatic supervision to handle any disputes. And like most court proceedings, probate can be time-consuming, costly, and open to the public. Moreover, during probate, there's also the chance that one of your family members might contest your will, especially if you've disinherited someone or plan to leave significantly more money to one relative than the others. And even if those contests don't succeed, such court fights will only increase the time, expense, and strife your family has to endure. And the bottom line there, if your estate plan consists of a will alone, you are guaranteeing your family will have to go to court if you become incapacitated or when you die. But fortunately, it's easy to ensure your loved ones can avoid probate using different types of trusts. So I encourage you to meet with a personal family lawyer near you to spare your family this unnecessary ordeal. A will is also not going to have any bearing on how you pass certain types of assets. Since a will only covers assets solely owned in your name, there are several types of assets that your will actually has no effect on. So what types of assets am I talking about here? Assets with a right of survivorship property that's held in joint tenancy, tenancy by the entirety, and community property with the right of survivorship, bypass your will. These types of assets automatically pass to the surviving co-owners when you die. Assets with the designated beneficiary, well, those will also pass directly to the individual, organization, or institution you designated as beneficiary without the need for any additional planning. And common assets with beneficiary designations include your retirement accounts, IRAs, 401ks, and pensions, life insurance or annuity proceeds, and payable on death bank accounts, and transfer on death property, including bonds, stocks, vehicles, and real estate. 
and then also assets held in trust. Those will automatically pass to the named beneficiary upon your death or incapacity. So these assets cannot be passed in your will. And it includes assets held both by a revocable living trust and an irrevocable trust. A will is also not going to help you pass ownership of a pet, including money for its care. Because animals are considered personal property under the law, you can't name a pet as a beneficiary in your will. And if you do, whatever money you leave it will go to your residuary beneficiary who would have no obligation to care for your pet. It's also not really a good idea to use your will to leave your pet and money for its care to a future caregiver because the person that you name as beneficiary would have no actual legal obligation to use the funds to care for your pet. And in fact, this person could legally keep all the money and drop off your pet at a shelter. So the best way to ensure your pet gets the care it deserves following your death is by creating a pet trust. A personal family lawyer will, would be able to help you set up, fund, and maintain such a trust so your furry family member will get properly cared for when you're gone. A will also does not allow you to leave funds for the care of a person with special needs. There are a number of unique considerations that must be taken into account when planning for the care of an individual with special needs. And in fact, you can easily disqualify someone for much needed government benefits if you don't use proper planning strategies. And for this reason, a will should never be used to pass on money for the care of a person with special needs. If you want to provide for the care of your child or another loved one with, who does have special needs, you want to create a special needs trust. However, these trusts are complicated and the laws governing them can vary greatly between states. And given such complexities, you should always work with an experienced estate planning lawyer to create a special needs trust. One who can make certain that upon your death, the individual would have the financial means they need to live a full life without jeopardizing their access to government benefits. A will also can't help you reduce estate taxes. So if your family has significant wealth, you may wish to use estate planning to reduce your estate tax liability, but a will is gonna be useless for that purpose. To reduce or postpone your estate taxes, you will need to set up special types of trusts. And lastly, a will isn't gonna do anything to protect you from incapacity. Because a will only goes into effect when you die, it doesn't offer any protection if you become incapacitated and are no longer able to make decisions about your financial, legal, or healthcare needs. If you do become incapacitated, your family would have to petition the court to appoint a guardian to handle your affairs, which can be costly, time-consuming, and traumatic for your loved ones. And there's also the possibility that the court could appoint a relative as a guardian that you'd actually never want making such critical decisions on your behalf. Or the court could select a professional guardian, putting a total stranger in control of your life, which leaves you open to potential fraud and abuse by crooked guardians. However, using a trust, you can include provisions that appoint someone of your choosing, not the courts, to handle your assets if you're unable to do so. And when combined with a well-prepared medical power of attorney and living will, a trust can keep your family out of court and out of conflict in the event of your incapacity, while also ensuring that your wishes regarding your medical treatment and end of care life, end of life care are carried out exactly as you intended. One thing is certain though, be sure to get professional support with your estate planning. 
Although creating a will may seem fairly simple, you should always consult with an experienced estate planning lawyer like us or another personal family lawyer to ensure your document is properly created, executed, and maintained. And as I've been talking about just now, there are so many scenarios in which a will won't be the right estate planning solution, nor would a will keep your family and assets out of court. One of the things that makes our firm a little bit different is our process. As a personal family lawyer, we see estate planning as far more than simply planning for your death and passing on your estate and assets to your loved ones. It's really about planning for a life you love and a legacy worth leaving by the choices you make today. The first step in our life and legacy planning process is a family wealth planning session where we'll walk you through an analysis of your assets, what's most important to you, and what will happen to your loved ones when you die or were you to become incapacitated. And then from there, we'll work together to put in place the right combination of estate planning solutions to fit with your asset profile, family dynamics, budget, and as well as your overall goals and desires. And as always, if you're in Arizona or Colorado and find that this is something you'd like to discuss further, you can hop on my calendar for a 15-minute call by calling my front desk at 480-999-4455 or by going directly to my calendar at bit.ly forward slash call Easton Law. And if you're not in Arizona or Colorado, you can find a personal family lawyer near you by going to personalfamilylawyer.com. The Family Wealth and Other Musings is now available for download on almost all the platforms out there. So wherever you get your podcasts, you can find me now. And if you felt so inclined to support the show by liking, following, subscribing, donating, leaving a review, or just a comment, I really would appreciate it because you ultimately help boost the show, help more people find me, and help me talk to more people. And also, if you ever have any ideas for an episode or something you'd like to hear me talk more about, I'd really love you to leave me a comment. I'm all ears. And thanks again for listening today. It's been Family Wealth and Other Musings, and I'm your host, Becky Easton. Have an awesome day.